and welcome back to another episode of Protein Ramblings, the show where we talk about cartoons at length in great fucking detail. We're back with some more of the fabulous Visionaries <laughs> show to review. It was a visionary cartoon. It, it is. Yay. As per usual, it is myself, Naomi. Good evening. And Mark. Good morning. He's in the same time zone. He's just being funny. <laughs> but yes, we're back with after the, the the exciting three-part intro to Visionaries that we had last week. We're back with another three episodes of this stalwart of a cartoon, which again, like I say, is, this is like my kind of first proper experience of Visionaries that like I can remember. So I'm really enjoying this thus far. And uh, yeah, ooh, howdy, do we have some episodes coming up? We're going to learn a lot of lessons today. Yeah. Like, well, really moral fun- functional, lessons. <laughs> functional, helpful lessons for kids of the 90s. Yeah. Yes. Not even the 90s, the late 80s. I did have some concerns going in as well, because like after the opening trilogy, which is just epic from start to finish, like the animation quality took a dip almost immediately in the first yep. episode. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. I, like, you know. I think that's pretty standard for for cartoons of the era, though, because mm. they had to churn them out and get them out quick and cheap. So they do tend to fluctuate quite dramatically when it comes to quality. And I'm going to assume the first three were probably part of the, the overall pitch for the series. So it's like, you know, your best foot forward. Hey, this is what we can do. We're not going to do mm. it, but we could do it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's the case. Anyway, without further ado, preamble and general non sequiturs, We kick this thing off with episode four, The Price of Freedom. It's a heavy one. (laughs) Uh, So we open with Recon and Mordred driving through the jungle, just bickering about how they've got to get back to Darkstorm and Recon's complaining about not being paid enough to go fast. (laughs) <laughs> They've um, definitely been established as like the odd couple of yeah. the series now, like bouncing off each other more yeah. than any other the visionaries or Darkling Lords. Yeah, I, uh, so I was kind of like talking to Naomi before and ranking like my, like all the Darkling Lords are my favourites. <laughs> yes. And in order, it's Cravex, Darkstorm, Recon. Yeah. Yeah, Recon's great. So we see a guy emerge from the jungle and he begs them to stop and Recon does this despite Mordred's bitching. And this guy, who we, we find out later is called Belazar. I don't think they say it here, but I'm not going to just call him this guy until we get that deep into the episode. I just called him Kamirai A. <laughs> <laughs> but Belazar is in awe of their technology. The, uh, the dagger assault that they're driving. Uh, he begs them for help. He explains he's... Is it Skyclaw? No, I think they're in dagger assault. They're in dagger assault. Oh, okay. Uh, he explains he's a citizen of Khmer, which is a, like a bastion of old, the old technology, I think Recon calls it. Mm-hmm. He says the city is full and the people are starving and they have no tech and they really badly need help. And Recon's all in and off they go. We then see Arzon and Feral out on patrol and they've seen this exchange happen, so they decide to follow. And we, we get to the city and we meet Orzon, not to be confused with Arzon. I think this was a bad <laughs> choice of names. Him, him and a bunch of other citizens who, actually thinking about it, I, I think are all the citizens of Khmer. We never see any others. No. This is yeah. just like the leftovers. This is leaning leaning into the same trope as mm. like Jace did, where they're actually the Khmer, I think, because the the oars on the leader looks like your classic Viet Cong. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, the in the jungle and mm. everything. Everything's overgrown and whatnot. So. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking they were going to. I thought they were going to lean into communism, but very <laughs> yeah, same. It same. turned out not to be the not case. at all. It, it fact, did have much it did have some red menacey vibes about it. It was a lot. It was yeah. it, it draws from a lot of things. I think this the idea of the civilization. These people, you can see a lot of influences. I thought that some kind of Aztec-y stuff going on there. So Orzon is standing in front of this quite steampunky looking engine reading from a book. Um, I assume he's casting a spell. He just babbles he's a lot. Gibbering. He's I, just gibbering. I just thought he was RTFMing. 
um, and then nothing happens. So he gets frustrated and throws this book away and is like, reading is bullshit. I don't want to do it if that's how I have to survive. His exact words were, if I have to articulate this, these horrific syllables, I don't want to live in this age. Do you think it was the Necronomicon? <laughs> That'd be great. Twist. That would be an awesome tie-in. Visionaries meets Lovecraft. <laughs> Let's do it. So we, we learn from the citizens then talking amongst themselves that city has been dependent on robot slaves, which uh, we will pause and talk about because I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about robot slaves. Mm. But one of them, Mana, suggests that they should maybe try fending for themselves, like they could farm and look for food themselves. And she is immediately shouted down because this is the age I, of magic, not the age of I'm, sweat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Orzon says something along the lines of like a free citizen's right is to command yeah. or die yeah. in Try. the attempt. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I've what? got. So I think like, this is... if you can't command someone, die trying. <laughs> yeah, that's literally he's the Khmerites don't do work. The only path for them is to command or die yeah. trying. So I think we will just pause here because can a robot be a slave, for one? And a, two... A robot is functionally a slave. Yeah, but, but they, they don't, don't know have, they're a slave. Yeah, like this is... Well, if, if you, they if, program their robots to feel oppressed. So if we, if we like, skipping, oh. skip to the end a little <laughs> bit, the scene later on when Orzon is bitten by the spear fighter, the spear fighter? <laughs> the fear spider, even. And he has that kind of hallucination about his robot slaves uprising yes, against him. Yes, and they, break their, and they, they, they literally break their chains. They break their chains. They have a human hand, so maybe not wholly robot. And they're like, you will not enslave us anymore. So this this leads us to believe that the Chimerites purposely built robots to believe that they have been enslaved yeah. and then put them to work. Yeah, which it's is like just like they terrific. want the power trip. We don't just want them as machinery. We want them to know is that, that they are Is that just slaves? not the most Republican thing that you can think of? That is pretty dark. <laughs> it's <yeah>. horrible. <laughs> that is like straight out of Mitch McConnell's wet dreams. There's just no need for any of this. You can have robots. You don't need to make them know that they're slaves. And and you know what? If they do uprise against you, you deserve it because that is what is going to happen. Anyway, at this point, Mordred Sims. Recon and Mordred roll in. <laughs> uh, everyone is very impressed <laughs> by, by Dacre's soul, not necessarily by Recon and Mordred. Mordred has told Belazard if they pledge themselves to Darkstorm, they'll get actual slaves. First off, Recon says, pledge to me. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And Mordred's <laughs> like, no, we need coup. to pledge to Darkstorm because he's a fucking simp. <laughs> But they're all kind of in on this. They see the dagger assault. They're, they're, like I say, they're very impressed. They're like, mm. this is mighty magic. We can't, you know, we have to bow down to this. So Mordred then leaves to get Darkstorm. They do, they do, Mordred does offer them slaves. Yeah, and does, the Chimerites yeah. cheer yeah. at the, the thought yeah. of getting slaves. And he doesn't specify robot slaves either. So no, most people they're, are they're just, just like, down. whatever, any kind of slave will do. This is the first use of, of dagger assault's catapult that we see as well, <laughs> yeah. where Mordred just sits on like a vehicle and it just gets launched off of it. It's not actually a catapult. I would call it like a crossbow. It's, it's kind of like a, a railgun type thing, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's probably yeah. more accurate, yeah. Mm. It's like a, a projectile monorail. <laughs> it's like, the, you know, the monorail we saw in the, in the intro, they just yeah. took a piece of it and mounted it on the vehicle and was like, right, we'll fire things off it. <laughs> and actually, the vehicle they shoot off it is kind of like a shitty monorail car. Yeah. It's it like flies. the weakest... The thing, yeah, it, maybe it they'll anyway. it. But it's the weakest vehicle. It looks like a kid's boxcar. It's <laughs> like turquoise blue and boxy and shit. Fabulous. Right. We, we then cut to Arzon and Feral arriving at the city, and Recon has seen them. He's in his lizard hologram form. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's seen them arrive. So he tells the Chimerites that they need to attack them because the Spectral Knights will enslave them if they get the chance. Well, he says they'll put them to hard labor. I mean, that, yeah, that's basically. And, and they're just so horrified at the very idea of, of doing anything they, for themselves. They didn't even want to farm for their own food. <laughs> no, they're just <laughs> we like, we would literally rather starve yeah. than pick a carrot. Like, okay. Arzon and Feral uh, make it back to the capture chariot, and we get uh, like a, a fight that- scene ensues. Capture Chariot still sounds like a pedophile, the nickname a pedophile would give to his white van. <laughs> it's his rape van. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rape van, my Capture Chariot. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're trying to get away, but they end no up... No good guy should be in a Capture Chariot. <laughs> they end up being taken out by the Darkling Lords, I think Darkstorm specifically. They they crash, and you don't see what happens to them. That's a running theme with Feral. Yeah, he's not really good at... Feral is the much. shittest of well, the Spectral Knights. He's, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's young, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Darkstorm tells the Chimerites that in exchange for their loyalty, he will give them human slaves. They'll specify human slaves, and mm-hmm. they're all for it. So we then cut to New Valaric, and we have Cryotech on patrol outside Valaric's <laughs> castle. I, have I to guess say he's... here as well. Darkstorm is a pretty good public speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's definitely. very convincing. And he's quite very charming. persuasive. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. he does this like, in the last episode in the series. Again, he's very charming at points. People are very willing to fall mm, yeah. in line with Darkstorm. I like Darkstorm. I get yeah. behind yeah. Darkstorm. <laughs> Just to compare him to um, Sawboss as our last villain, like he actually offers genuine deals. Mm. He's like, if you swear fealty, I will give you slaves. It's not all your life. Like it's. <laughs> I thought you were going to compare him to Leora because I think he's he comes across at face value more trustworthy yeah. than Leoric. <laughs> it's almost just a shame that the people that steal with are Dross. Yeah. yeah. They're great characters, but not great. Like, not Cravex. Cravex is not Dross. Cravex, <laughs> as a as a person, he is. No. As an employee, sorry, he is. No, like, he tell- character, like, he's great. No, but because Cravex is not a yes man. If you're wrong, he'll punch you in the face and let with you know ass. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we cut to New Valaric and Leoric's castle. And the Chimerites are approaching Cryotech, who is on guard. He's just patrolling in front of the portcullis. And they ask for food and shelter. And he's so like, yes, of course, come on I, him. I take umbrance with this this point, because the, the Chimerites here introduce themselves as, as the last citizens of the lost city of Camir. It's not lost. You fucking live there. <laughs> <laughs> it may be lost to all the people, but if it's lost to you, you can't call yourself a resident of that city. Maybe it's lost in like, a, you know, it's not physically lost. <laughs> but the fact that they're slaves anyway means that it oh. is no longer what it once was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's lost, like it's lost its way, yeah. type thing. So uh, Cryotech, it's, it's a slavery based <laughs> way. <laughs> Cryotech lets everybody inside, and we then cut to a scene of the Chimerites in the castle keep. I guess they're you know eating and enjoying Leoric's hospitality. Mm-hmm. And Ektor is very dubious about this. You know, he says to Leoric, "We don't know anything about these people. It would have been better to leave them outside and deal with them out there." Wow. Yeah. What a stance on immigrants. I, so, no, I... <laughs> we, we, so, I see, I, I, I thought Hector was in the wrong, but Nero I, did make so, a good point. I made a good point. If you were, like, so the, the Spectral Knights, New Valar, this is wartime. They are effectively at war with Darkstorm, right? If you take in refugees during wartime, you don't let them into your encampment. You will set up a refugee camp for them, by all means, and provide them with what shelter and supplies you can, but you would not let them into your actual base of operations for the very reason that they could be concealed insurgents. That is just standard military practice. It is not a good idea yeah, to let I mean, a lo- load of random refugees into your secure encampment. Ektor does turn out to be right, but also that does just cause a lot of knock-on problems with, you know, slums and shanty towns later on. So, you know, it's 
Oh yeah, because that's way complex. better than that's way worse than slavery. <laughs> they could have at least disarmed the uh, people yeah. They didn't. They the didn't castle. really scrutinize them much. Well, they they made, they did the fucking Trojan thing here. They invited <laughs> in all these people, then went for an early bedtime. <laughs> Bear in mind, I love I, at some point during this interaction as well, Leoric's like, where are Feral and, and uh, Arzon? No, oh, they're probably just he out for know, a joyride. because so Hector kind of voices his concerns and Galadria scolds him and is like, shame on you, this is awful, we have to be nice to them, and Leoric agrees. And then Cryotech comes in to report that Arzon and Feral haven't returned, and Leoric gives no shits. He's like, I bet they're just out gallivanting. <laughs> if they say they're joyriding in the capture chariot, yeah. which, given the name yeah, of the vehicle... They just got it, to be fair. <laughs> but given the name of the vehicle, paints a really bad picture. But we then <laughs> immediately cut to... Someone's, um, someone's not being joyridden. We then immediately cut to Arzon and Feral, kind of all battered and injured. Arzon's arm is in a sling, try, and they're trying to get back to New Valaric to warn them what's going on. Oh, yeah, they're limping along in the capture yeah. chariot, aren't they, basically? We then cut back to New Valaric at night time and the Chimerites stage a coup basically all the spectral knights have onesies they do Leoric is <laughs> in some very fetching pajamas it's amazing this yeah. is a surprising coup for yeah. a bunch of people who it's have very done effective. no hard labour yeah have never done work for themselves but they're I guess they've just themselves. all had time to work out right because they don't have to One do anything them, else like jumps cryotech yeah he and, just like, yeah. bashes him on, on the head, head. Oh, Maybe. there's some amazing bashing gone head later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's Belazar. He bops Cryotech on the head, just knocks him out, um, takes his staff and orders the gates to be opened. Mm -hmm. And then they send a signal to the Darkling Lords. We see Chimerites stealing staffs from the other Spectral Knights and the Darkling Lords enter the castle grounds and the Chimerites pass the staffs onto them. And the noise of, I think it's the noise of the staffs falling out of window that wakes up the lad. Andrea. And she sees what's going on and raises the alarm. And that's when you see Leoric in his pajamas. Mm -hmm. Just, I... It's not important, but he was in a onesie. They're all in onesies. It's brilliant. Uh, Color-coded so, as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is the color of my armor, so the rest of my clothes have to be <laughs> my in varying shades of this same color. Uh, also, so just a, a quick side, like, you know you were calling uh, Leoric like a sleazy Burt Reynolds? I, I, I decided, I think he's more of a Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's got more of a square head. He's <laughs> Tom got, like, Selleck the, is pretty the... square. <laughs> yeah. No, he's more of like an uh, oblong like a rectangular head. <laughs> so, uh, in brief, Ektor was right. I love it, but he takes he takes the time to let them know he's right in yeah. a really I told you so tone. I really Ektar love Ektor. Yeah, Ektor's quickly becoming the worst. Sorry, it is Ektar, the, isn't it? The, yeah. He's very, I like that he's just jaded and done with everything. They they suit up and a fight breaks out. We see Leoric and Wittekwick. They they notice the staffs over by the Dagger Assault. And they head over, and the, Leoric grabs his staff and summons his stupid fucking owl, which is useless in battle. What what you need in a fight is fortune cookie wisdom. But That's what exactly you need. what he gives him. He summons the owl of wisdom, and it tells him some really like generic bullshit about you can't really be free if you love material possessions. So I can't even remember. It's just really comfort, fortune cookie it? stuff. Says, comfort and wealth matter little if one is not free. Yes. Yeah. And they're all like, what does that mean? And the owl disappears and Darkstorm in the oh, meantime... Oh, and it says, oh, and watch out behind yeah, you. Yeah. Darkstorm <laughs> has snuck up behind Leoric with a club and bops him on the head. It's, it's amazing because the scene, Darkstorm is walking up behind him, arms raised <laughs> above his head with a metal pole and he's just like, there's no subtlety at all. But Leoric is so wrapped with this owl <laughs> he just gets crunks it's so good um, and the, the spectral knights are all forced to surrender and Darkstorm then takes all their totems and just gives them to the Chimerites as slaves we did pass over this one thing that we've we're establishing very quickly that Leoric loves a pun because there's a moment in the <laughs> oh, battle yes. where he jump, he either jumps or falls. He, I think he whips Darkstorm when yeah, he's flying around. When they fall out of the Skyclaw, yeah. yeah. And and he's like, 
oh, sorry to crash the party. And Whitaquick says something like drop in anytime. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, that was lovely. We're establishing the puns pretty early. <laughs> Darkstorm announces they're going to have a tournament for the Spectral Knights power staffs. And Belazar wants to compete, but Darkstorm basically tells him to fuck off. He's like, look, I gave you slaves because it served my purposes. That doesn't mean you're worthy of being a Darkling Lord. The Chimerites, we then see, take over the castle and they just put the Spectral Knights to work at sewing. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, lo- I actually really love this. So really Mana funny. is berating Galadriel. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Cryotech comes in and this very weary tone says you know i'll do that galadria can't so and it's just it's this really nice little insight into their relationship without doing too much you know like he knows her well enough to know that she can't so they've obviously had this conversation he sewed his own socks you know <laughs> it was about this that. time in the episode where i was like what about the people of nuvaloric why aren't they helping yeah, yeah like, they you know i mean there aren't slaves. many it's, it's just the spectral knights so the, the people like, yeah. of nuvaloric are like the the hostages well, i guess because I, if the spectral knights don't behave well, darkstorm is going to take it out yeah, on the people because i was going to say darkstorm is still there with all the yeah. darkling lords so they're probably keeping the those people at bay so yeah, fair. Galadriel and Cryotech explain to Mana that, you know, they're only human and there's only so much they can do and they didn't want to be slaves. And Mana's like, oh, I never thought of it like that. I've never, never had, had to, to deal, deal with, with people, people before. <laughs> like, what? So you've just been alone in a room. With a robot slave. With a robot slave. Your whole life. So she, she could just kind of make it all about herself. She's just like, I'm, I'm so sad that I didn't know these things. She makes, ev- like, the Chimerites make the plight of everyone else all about them. They do. The ending of this is atrocious. They have no empathy whatsoever, no. obviously. <laughs> Uh, we see Belazar being belligerent. That's my only note. I can't remember what he's being belligerent about. I think just oh, in general. He's, he's having a cupboard moved around. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yes, uh, and yes. like Lyric is, is and, uh, and yeah, put it over there. It's, no, it's put it over Lyoric there. and Ector. Uh, Ector. Yeah. Yeah, and then Leoric, while they're moving this cabinet, sees Arzon and Feral approaching through the window, <laughs> so he just pushes the cabinet on top of Belazar and well, yells a warning out the window. We also glossed over one thing earlier when I think it was uh, Cry- I think Cryotech, like when they first get captured, Cryotech goes to start something, and Leoric's like, "No, Cryotech, not now!" In front of everyone, it's like, <laughs> "We'll do this later, but yeah. not now." <laughs> not a master of subtlety. So Feral and Arzon then try to kind of do an about turn and escape and Cravex goes after Arzon specifically. He kind of, he changes into his, we would call it a Phylot, pterodactyl, wyvern form. Phylot, goes after Arzon's eagle. Um, But Feral literally grounds him. He just kind of bodies him. Mm -hmm. But that means Feral gets captured. And yeah, Darkstorm actually uh, says that he will, because this is the other thing we've glossed over is they use the dagger assault to remove the magical totems from all the spectral knights. Yeah. Uh, which powerless? Is, yeah, so they're, they've, yeah. They've, none, of, they've not none of them have got their magical totems, and they native wits. And Darkstorm then says to Feral, "You're really brave. I'll reward that bravery by removing your magic." <laughs> yeah, Cravex is pissed though that yes. he got taken down. He's yeah. screaming amazingly. We, we then see Leoric and Feral in a dungeon, and Darkstorm is telling them that if Arzon doesn't surrender, he'll send them to the mines. Which killed a bunch of robot slaves. So imagine yeah. all these humans. I presumably also kill them. He says it like there could be something worse that happens to them. Dishonor. <laughs> the mind. Dishonor Death you. before dishonor. <laughs> the mind will dishonor you. And Arzon is circling in his eagle form, and he overhears this, so he surrenders himself because bros. But before this, the that Chimerite woman, I forget her name. When this, the, she's like, I can't, can't get her head this, around the concept this, of. This killed me because yeah, she's she's there in the dungeon listening to this conversation, and when Arzon surrenders himself and is like, you know, I would 
I cannot be free if my brothers are in chains. She is horrified. And so forcing people to be slaves is fine, but choosing to be a slave yeah. is up yeah. she does say She says something along the lines of like, like uh, what, I, she cannot imagine a free man wanting to yeah. give up their freedom. Yeah. yeah, she can contemplate slavery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's the same thing, <laughs> except they don't get a choice. And, oh, mana. Oh, my God. Um. So... After Darkstorm has left, she decides to help the Spectral Knights because she's realised the true value of freedom. No, she 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 helps the Spectral Knights because of owl bullshit. <laughs> yes, <she's laughs> that's like, why. Leoric, yes. remember the owl? And they're all like, no, no. the owl is bullshit. <laughs> so uh, freedom isn't freedom unless you've got friends, yeah. I think is the message. <laughs> and that's why Arzon surrenders himself, because bros. Before oh my hold. god, then they all do their little Hitler salute and do the whole <laughs> may the light shine forever, yes. which yeah. I think is, I think we found our podcast sign-off phrase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Not quite light, not be. quite snappy as lightning strikes. No, but somehow more sinister. Uh, with the tournament, we get the tournament for the staffs next. We have um, Virulina <laughs> fighting Lexor and she very handily defeats him. Yeah. <laughs> Bellazar is looking is on. strong. She is. She's just holding Lexor she above him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bellazar looks on. He hates it. And he, he turns away from the courtyard where this tournament is taking place. And he sees the Spectral Knights escaping. And he threatens to raise the alarm. But Mana is just kind of like, no, these are the good guys. Well, we I should th- help I them. Get... And he's like, okay, I guess. So I, I, my, my takeaway from this was that potentially those two are in a relationship and he didn't want to dob in his girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe. She, yeah, I mean, she didn't say anything especially persuasive. She was just like... She's never dealt with humans before. That's true. It's not her fault, yeah. When he first sees them to raise the alarm, he doesn't see Mana. And it's only when he sees... Because he shouts to Darkstorm. He goes, Darkstorm! And oh. then he sees Mana. And then Darkstorm's like, what? And he's like, nothing. It's <laughs> classic um, mid-episode cliffhanger. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's like, where, where the break would have been. Happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he decides he's actually going to help them. Uh, we then have a, a brief fight between Mordred and Kravix, which is hilarious because Kravix's opening move is just to lob an axe. <laughs> and an axe at his face. It's great. And Mordred turns into his beetle form and Kravix is trying to stamp on him and he's just screaming in that delightful Chris Latter way. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, everything about it. Why won't you stay still? <laughs> just like, yeah. I'll get you yet. I'll get you yet. And yet. And yet. <laughs> and while this is going on, the Spectral Knights reach the magical dungeon so they can get their totems back. And a fight breaks out and we get the rap battle where everyone's flinging their magical couplet to activate their power staff. Yeah, I tried to keep track of this beat by beat, but it was just like, no, rap There's battle no ensues. Like, <laughs> there is literally a bit though where Cryotech... There's a bit where Cryotech literally picks Mordred up and throws him like 30 to 45. <laughs> and he lands, like, in yeah. da- he lands in Darkstorm's lap and immediately starts simping <laughs> it up. He's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the other thing I love in this um, is, so Sindar summons his beast and it, like destroys a tower and this tower is crashing towards a bunch of the spectral knights so cryotech summons his archer with the, the bow of might uh, well, and it basically turns the tower into he, glitter he gets Amazing. so the the first chimerite <laughs> the the guy who tried to tell me awesome. well no, no belazar belazar he actually because what happens is sindar's in his gorilla form and he jumps off a wall and goes to get ours on staff uh, cryotech staff and belazar yeah Belazar jumps on the dagger assault and gets it from him, but gets punched off by Cinder, and he's like, that monkey packs a punch. And then he lobs the power staff to yeah. uh, Cryotech. Mm. It's good so news. the Chimerites are starting to come around. Yeah, they're, they're doing some physical labor for once. Getting punched by gorillas. <laughs> Kravex summons his, his spider of fear, and he's he's sending it after Leoric. But Orzon has kind of realized at this point that the Darkling Lords are maybe no good. Mm-hmm. So he, he takes the blow, and he gets the hallucination 
do. Yeah. Um, and he has this very trippy hallucination about three robot slaves breaking their chains and kind of one who has a here. human hand. Yes, I can't one, get of them, over that. one of them is definitely a cyborg. There's some weird shit going on there. It's um, very. There's also a very kind of like Doctor Who vibe design to some of these. <laughs> Cybertron. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah maybe Cybertron, Cybermen, maybe Cybertron is the home sorry. planet yes. of the Transformers. Maybe, and maybe the hand was like the pleasure bot for <laughs> Mana. Who will, I guess, we'll never know. Thankfully, so so he experiences the the sheer terror of being forced into slavery, and this teaches him that slavery is bad. It could have been the the pleasure bot for Ozon if he, you know, like if he if he <laughs> no <true>. manual labor, <laughs> it's a wank bot. <laughs> no wonder it rebelled. Like, not only have you programmed me to be a wankbot, you've programmed me to know that I don't want to be a wankbot. Oh, you would not oh want to get a, you would not want to get a wank from someone that didn't want to give you a Especially wank. Especially if they were a robot. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you lose your dick. Anyway. That took a turn. <laughs> the Darkling Lords flee the scene, and, and Orzon comes around, and he's like, oh my god, what happened? And Leoric explains that he was bitten by the spider of fear, and he shares his moral lesson with the Chimerites. I just want to know, because I, I couldn't remember any of the Chimerites' names, Orzon, in all my notes, is just Mustache. <laughs> so my note is like mustache hallucinates robot slaves turning on him <laughs> Orzon explains his, his vision and what he learned from it and, and the Chimerites realised that they were the real slaves all along <laughs> because they were enslaved to the use of slavery uh, wow. and they resolved Just, that from now on they won't have some slaves. serious first world problems <laughs> really like what, a, what an opening gambit by the writers of visionaries yeah. to be like the first moral message we shall deliver to children is slavery is bad yeah and, and, and that's, what, that's what, the episode really because what, then it ends with the Khmerites saying they're going to stay in New Valar yeah to help rebuild. But, like, I have the question of, is this a moral that kids need? I mean, yes. actually, given the current climate, yes. yes, probably it was a valid moral to give kids. Think, uh, it's, it's probably one that we probably should revisit giving to but, kids. But, like, Western kids in the early yeah. 90s. I think it's always like, good to tell kids slavery that slavery is bad, yeah. but I don't think this well, was a great way that, to do it. Some of them have grown up to be fucking republicans so and maybe not all of them did <laughs> it was just it was you know matt gates was about our age and that this time you know he should have been mm -hmm. fucking watching well, like, this obviously you know it's, it's ham-fisted because it's for kids but it's the fact that the Khmerites don't realize that slavery is bad because enslaving people is bad their takeaway is slavery was bad because it made us dependent on slaves yeah yeah so it's a bit of a mixed message to the kids anyway <laughs> nice yeah oh yeah some weird story i mean the moral message so yeah and then the next episode episode five is feral steps out yes. which i thought was a really interesting title because i thought stepping out is like an old american term for like dating yeah or, definitely yeah it, it, it it's like going out on the town kind of thing. yeah yeah yeah, like, oh, he's stepping out with so-and-so, right? Mm. Well, it's not. He's quitting. But it's not in this, like, no. he's just leaving, yeah. and they couldn't think of a better word or <laughs> phrase, turn a phrase for it. With the fucking capture chariot. I mean, we're shaving your head. I'm going, but I'm taking this with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm good on you, Feral. Why not? So we open... Oh, we open well, the rest of them this, can fucking use it anyway. <laughs> this had the most the unexpected I opening, know. right? It opened with a boat, Basically, a ship, a, a galley, pirate even, ship. A, galley, a pirate ship, yeah, with some panpipe, yieldy Renaissance Fair tunage going yeah. in the background. And then a classic pirate dude is like, Avast me hearties on the starboard bow, <laughs> a village or something. And he and it and you know, you know it's a village because there's this kind of old maid who's bathing her son in no, half a barrel. She's drowning a man. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's dunking like she's dunking this teenage boy who's like ripped with pecs and six pack, who's it's dunking him in this water. <laughs> And I'd despite like, being super close to the village, the the pirate guy 
orders the mainsail hoisted yeah. so they can go full fucking bore into this village. He wants these people to know exactly what is happening to them. I did note here that the pirates probably saved this poor man's life that's being drowned <laughs> by the old winch. I love it's not it. all bad. Because... So they, they they hoist the mainsail, pick up some speed, and it's at this point that you find out <laughs> that the ship is actually sailing over land. It's on, it's on wheels. wheels. <laughs> and it's, yeah, exactly. It's hey, got like eight wheels, like four wheels either side. Ten out of ten for ingenuity. It's like, no, it's we so won't be good. fucking pirates. <laughs> so it like crests the hill and it like chases some shepherdesses and their sheep out of the way. And then, and then... Uh, it starts ramming towards the barrel of water that this kid is getting dunked in. But just before it hits them, this woman grabs the kid by the fucking hair <laughs> and like pulls him completely out of the way. So I did make a note. Does this mean there is no sea on Prismos? Oh, I don't know. No, There's I'm... an awful lot of thunder and lightning, <laughs> yeah. but you never see any rain. And it's I'm always cloudy. Also- I also made a note here that this is like the writers, this is how much of an afterthought Viralina and Gladria are because my, my note here was, well, the one opening that would have been great to showcase <laughs> yes, their powers, yeah. nope. Do you think <laughs> we're going to purposely that. take pirates and put them on land just to fuck them over. Do you think these guys were pirates before the collapse of society or do you think they well, became pirates? they retrofitted pirates? the boat into... <laughs> I, they were probably techno pirates. They were probably techno pirates. Science pirates. <laughs> Science pirates. 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 They were pirating on Pirate Bay, (laughs) and then they were like, oh, Pirate Bay doesn't exist anymore. They were were actual, like, (laughs) torrenters. They were torrenters. Do you think they just were regular banders, but they love the pirate aesthetic? No, I like the the idea that they were were torrenters. (laughs) Yeah. It's it, like about the sea thing as well, though. It does make sense because it is literally always cloudy. We've we have yet to see, even though there are three suns, they're always obfuscated by clouds in mm. some way, and so we yet to see the sky. So maybe that's where all the water is, just yeah, in the dark, moody sky. That we know we've we've Christmas. we've seen that there are ice plains in Cryotex Kingdom. So mm-hmm. I mean, there there are bodies of water, mm. but not ones that a shark or a dolphin could be. No, or one that no. a pirate ship could use, I guess. So. <laughs> Anyway, the ship crashes into town. Someone shouts, Tharaby booty, and, and they drop the <laughs> ship's anchor. And, and uh, the captain orders his crew uh, to get him, you know, like, at which point this, like, balls, mustachioed guy comes out and grabs a goat by its legs. And he's set upon by, like, three buxom wenches of the village, yeah. <laughs> which give him loads of trouble. Like, he actually is like, oh, cowers away from them. And the captain comes out to mm. jibe the guy, at which point, like, a feather gets shot off of his uh his like plumage on his hat um by a laser it turns out it's lyric he's riding in on the captor chariot <laughs> and I, I love it <laughs> he's having a special on manners today yes yeah. all you can eat <laughs> it's so good <laughs> So uh, my note just says the spectral knights arrive and Leoric is a pompous twat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm having thing. a special on manners today and it's all you can eat. And he drop kicks the captain. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. And then Feral is kind of like charging everything down, but then he just rams the capture chariot into Tool. the village well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. And then he gets set upon by some of the scurvy curs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Punched out. Leoric Le- whips the captain at one point and he like cuts it with his saber. Um, so he just turns into a lion and he grabs the captain and flings him over a house. Yes. <laughs> it's just, just like all bones broken. Super strong. <laughs> all bones broken um, in this guy. And the crew see a lion. They can't have been pirates before, actually, because they see the lion and they're like, a lion? We've got to get out of here. Well, like, no, because it comes up in the lions. next episode. 
There's 500 species of lion on oh, Grismos. That's very true. That's <laughs> literally probably seen lions. should be fucking lousy with lions. <laughs> literally 500 times more lions. They're than basically we have. like the rats of Prismos. <laughs> Never more than 100 feet from a lion on Prismos. Yeah, so they start to flee and board their. I don't even want to call it a ship. Land ship, I guess. Um, <laughs> land pirate. Barge. And Lyric. Lyric the pirate is wagon. The, the, the pride of the pirate earth. wagon. <laughs> Right in the ground. Yeah. So Lyric um gives chase in one of the capture chariots like floating hover chair things and uses the the ball throwing arm holograph I, uh totem on I the noticed back. that this like the the ball arm throwing totem thing on the back is even more dumb because it has laser cannons on the front of the chair. Why yeah. would you just not always use those? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like a grenade versus bomb, I guess. It has an arc, but you're right. They do just use them interchangeably. And he basically shoots the fuck out of the ship, right? And like, it basically, I don't even know if you can call it capsizing if it's on land, but it, it <laughs> capsizes the ship, right? Mm. While we're just talking about the weaponry, for something we forgot, I forgot to make a note from the last episode, as the, the Darkling Lords are escaping New Valaric in the Dagger Assault, the dagger, one of the dagger assault's weapons just creates these giant blue hands that fire off a Kamehameha at the, the entrance way to New Valaric to blast their way through. I was like, what the fuck? It's just two big blue hands like that. Oh, yeah. I just, I, that just, when we were talking about that, just made me remember and that was something that's worth... It shouldn't do blue hands either. It should be green. It did do blue hands, yeah. right? That's so weird. Pirates asunder, feral beaten up in the front of the capture chariot is basically um, sulking and he's like oh i'm a loser i think he calls himself adult and he effectively is like oh i'm so useless for some reason here i just have a note that says feral is a sex pest <laughs> i don't know why yeah, i don't think he's I a sex pest i don't i don't remember know why, why that came up <laughs> this is just an opinion you formed yeah that doesn't happen in this episode but maybe in a later one. i don't know why <laughs> maybe I've got I'm, just, like I'm looking at my notes and going why <laughs> I'm like, what did you do with the visionary toy hero? <laughs> Jesus. Um, and well, they cut, they, they cut back to the the castle uh, at uh, New Valoric, and he Pharaoh's telling the Spectral Knights like Galadria and Ektar, I think, or Arzon, that he's quitting the Spectral Knights, and he just gets in the capture chariot <laughs> and, and, tri- and drives it away. He's like, "This is mine." Yeah. Like the, the biggest, most powerful ship that they've got, he just drives off with him. And he never, he, they're like, oh, what, what should we tell Leoric? Galadria like, can't tell Leoric anything. She, she's dumb. So she goes to Leoric and it's like, where's Feral? And she's like, well, it's difficult to explain. Like, I'm like, no, it fucking isn't. It's not. He, he quit. He did quit until the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, he didn't serve his notice. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Darkstorm in his castle keep and he's received a report that Feral has quit. From some random female knight. Yeah, I, I, we, we just reasoned she must be a spy in his, his employ. Yeah, exactly. There are other people, I guess, yeah. in the, both castles. And Darkstorm basically is plotting a planning to uh, try to recruit him. Because I think at yeah. some point more just like, we can kill him. And yeah. he's like, no, no, we'll try and recruit him. And then we cut to Feral sitting in a bar, drinking past scene. closing time. He's sitting he's in a saloon. Yeah, so yeah. I, made, I made a note here because the barman says, hey, it's getting late, shouldn't you go to bed? And Feral retorts with, yes, it is getting late, but I am the kind that never knows sleep. I love this. He's had like, one bad day at work. Mock? And he's just you like, oh, wrong. I am a tortured soul. I must roam he's the earth alone drinks. and never rest. such a morose <sighs> dickhead. anyone... For anyone who's ever worked in retail or in bars, that that person that hangs around after closing <laughs> yeah. time, though, that's yeah. what Feral's being. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's a bit of a dick. Actually, there's some other stuff he does that's really dick-like. Him and Ektar, you're right. You're right, Nero. 
none of the visionaries are good. <laughs> no. Like, uh, interesting characters. All the best characters are the Darkling yes. Lords, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, he's trying to clear them out and stuff, but Darkstorm, Darkstorm comes with Mordred in tow and basically it. Uh, starts to make the offer to join them. But Feral being drunk and morose, he's just angry at the insinuation. He, he table flips. Leoric. He table yeah, flips. Exactly. He's like, how dare you <laughs> yeah. like, presume that I would betray you, Leoric? He flips out. And at which um, the barman goes, oh no, not again. <laughs> I know, but when is this bar been fucked well, up already? Well, I think the implication is either this is something that Errol has done, <laughs> or just something that happens in this bar a lot because it's a very typical Western saloon. saloon. Yeah. What do, you, so what do you expect? If you make a saloon, you expect bar fights. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you know, so the ultimatum. Darkstorm did give him an ultimatum. He was like, you'll come willingly or uh, unwillingly yeah. or join us. I'm not sure how the second one works. <laughs> yeah, Darkstorm uses his uh, decay staff at this point to chase and Feral runs away out the window and he gets in the capture chariot and uses the ball throwing thing to uh, dispel the yeah. the the staff creature. I don't know what it's, it's kind of like it's a big bat decay. thing. It, rat bat, isn't yeah. it? It's a rat bat. Because it's a rat with bat wings, yeah. basically. Bat well, they do just call it uh, Darkstorm's Decay. So, okay. Yeah, it, it, um, some of them do refer to it just a release or decay kind of thing. So, I guess we can just yeah, call it so Decay. Darkstorm leaves with Mordred and stuff, and Feral's like, oh, you know, I'm a man of my word or something. I'm, I'm a man of honor. A man of honor, yeah. At which point the bartender's like, a man of honor pays his bills. <laughs> and Feral like, looks pissed. Yeah. Like, he looks, he sneers at him yeah. like a dick. He just broke some of his bar. The bartender's just asking for the drinks bill to be settled. Yeah. Well, he doesn't mention the damage. Never mind, he's kept him there late anyway. Not quite a sex pest, but he's still a bit of a dick. Yes, yeah, just so. a general pest. As they're leaving, Darkstorm and Mordred, like Darkstorm tells Mordred to head to Cravex's place because he's got a plan. Yeah, which is great. So he he wants Cravex to use his fear staff on Leoric and the fear spider mission impossible through Leoric's window. <laughs> it literally cuts a circle in the glass with his legs and crawls in. How shit is the security in New Valaric? Because the next scene is literally Cravex, Mordred, and Darkstorm stood on a ledge just outside Leoric's bedroom. So we can like, assume the Chimera yeah. did nothing at the yeah. end of this episode. <laughs> I love it. The Fear Spider bites Leoric in his sleep and he dreams of Feral <laughs> hanging over like a pit of crocodiles <laughs> that are all jumping up. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, Leoric's immediate conclusion is that Darkstorm must have Feral. Yeah. He's like, he's got to have him. So he properly does like a high ho silver away out of his tower, oh, his lands horse. on his horse, yeah. <laughs> like bucks the horse and then rides it out of the castle. That horse would have a broken anybody. back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So he just rides full ball out to go and help him. Do you know what? It's a good um, thing that the fear spider gave him a very specific vision of Feral and not something else that he was afraid of. Yeah, like, a, like a tidal wave. So, so it's dark, it's nighttime. He's just seen Feral hanging over a pit and yeah. he basically on horseback comes across like a hanging figure on a tree wearing like Feral's coloured armour. Like strung up uh, by the arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but actually as he approaches, he suddenly sees the figure look up and it's Viralina wearing like an exact copy of the armour. Including the, the totem, hologram. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it could be painted on. Like We don't know what it actually looks and like. But. So I may know it because this is the second time we've seen Viralina in disguise. Like, Mm. Shark, maybe, maybe she should have been given like you know a chameleon 
or an octopus if they yeah. want to keep it water based yeah. you know that one that turns into a yeah. couple of fish yeah. so the Darkling Lords like ambush basically and knock Leoric down Cravex comes over and gloats <laughs> over him and then takes a kick to the face yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> quite just like the perfect oak kick to the face <laughs> so good and then th- the age old battle of lion versus mollusk <laughs> ensues <laughs> where again we're reminded about how massive this mollusk, mollusk is because the lion that can throw a man over a house jumps on top of the mollusk and can barely get its mouth around like one of the spikes on the shell it is the death metal mollusk <laughs> definitely yeah it's got <laughs> its mouth is just i don't know what's going on it's got a mouth with tentacles that come out of it and it's everything. a very lovecraftian beast mm. yeah all of the all of the uh, dark and lord stuff is very mm. very lovecraftian kind apart of from the shark yeah. well, we don't know because so, we never fucking see it yeah, it's very true. I wonder, we will have a ladies episode yeah. at some point, I'm sure. Just it's one. Ladies. So, <laughs> yeah. so Cravex transforms into his Phylot thing and kind of wraps Leoric as a lion, Lionoric, in his tail. And they dri- deliver him to the magical dungeon trunk in the Dagger Assault and drain him of his power. And at this point, they're all stood outside the Dagger Assault, hailing Darkstorm. And Virulina is still in her feral cosplay. <laughs> yeah, she, is. She, she keeps it on. I think you don't see her again. <laughs> no, of it. Um, Feral is actually watching from the bushes, I guess, and he bases, basically manages to run and catch up with uh, the dagger assault and jump on board. But nobody actually spots him <laughs> up front. Virulina's having this discussion with Darkstorm. I really <laughs> just, loved. She's like, she's like, he sh- they should have used the staff, and then they would have known that this is all happening. And she's like, I'd never, I'd never try and rescue a friend. And Darkstorm's <laughs> like. Well, that's why you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, They're also together. I just want to stop and point out that their plan was to do this to get back at Feral. Like, they've captured Leora to get back at Feral. But what they've actually done is very successfully take out the leader of the Spectral Yeah, it's like you should They have. don't really seem to have taken into account. They don't capitalize this on at all, at all. We all know what you do when you capture the leader of some, something. You don't kill them. You hang them <laughs> up in the dungeon and leave them on their own. This is this it, scream sex dungeon. <laughs> The, the the dungeon exactly <laughs> this isn't just shackles no this is this more than like, dark yeah. storms like playtime area there's pulleys yeah. involved in this shackling isn't there basically and dark storm makes like a, a child appropriate tax collector joke <laughs> about like this so, is what tax collectors do uh, he, he says yeah i hear this is all the rage with the tax collectors and i'm like okay so within within like a de- a, a decade this society has fallen into feudal medieval times and also reverted to tax collectors torturing people for money what the hell was this society beforehand yeah i think we can probably assume that things weren't great before no they just had technology like we had great technology but shitty people it's been five tough years as well (laughs) so yeah darkstorm sends a message over to the spectral knights to say that now that they've got leoric to no particular end i think just to say that they've got that's what i mean like this all started because they wanted to recruit feral and then they wanted to kind of just fuck with feral for not being and now recruited. they literally outnumber their enemy, yeah. but they're and they're really, just like, "Hey, we've gloating. got your guy. Just thought yeah. you might want to know." Yeah, Dark, don't even ask for a Dark Storm at one point says he's going to use Leoric's power staff, and my note was, like, "I'm why? just like, why?" So I, I figured it's maybe, the use is the most useless power well, staff. I, 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 I figured he wants to use the power staff because Darkstorm wants Chinese and. There's no more fortune cookies <laughs> on Prismos, so it's the next best thing. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. One, a one day one note. Yeah. Pseudo sweet and sour chicken and listen to the owl. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Also so, made a note here that Darkstorm's castle is also surrounded by crocodiles in a moat. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> when you see when you see a distant shot of Darkstorm's castle, it's the penisy tower yeah. in a in a megalopolis type city. But when it's close up, it's got a moat and a drawbridge and yeah. everything. So like, what the fuck is this place? 
And actually, outside is where Feral is hanging out, and he he turns into his fox form and uh, sneaks in past some crocodiles, which he escapes quite easily, actually, yeah. compared to the dream. Uh, through a grate and everything. The Darkling Lords are gathering in, and Darkstorm consults Lyric's staff. Yes. And it says, and it says, tonight a great many warriors will suffer defeat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's I like, mean, which warriors? That is so fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Darkstorm's like, what? But who? Like, what? We're, we're literally just a couple of episodes from it just saying, live, laugh, love. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the sage staff is useless as fuck, like, uh, utterly useless. So Feral manages to find Lyric in the dungeon um, and he unties him from this contraption. But Mordred walks in just as he's being freed. And Mordred decides to play the hero and like grabs this chain and swings in <laughs> and just completely swings past them and crashes into like a wall and the floor, possibly a table. It, it doesn't show him crashing, yeah. but you hear him crashing. Around. I will say in the ensuing fight with Feral, like Mordred does hold his own for a while yeah. for a simp. So he's got the, the toothed sickle and Feral's got like this barbecue implement. Yeah, it's yeah, a it is. It's like a, a prong. prong. Device. Yeah. But it also shoots. I've used the word prong as well. Because yeah, later like, on, I think yes. later on. The, it, oh my God, it shoots later on. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, what the fuck? How does it even shoot? It hasn't even got like a central shaft. It's just got these two mandible magic. It's, it's, a, it's a shit weapon, basically, yeah. as well. <laughs> Extreme barbecue implement. <laughs> so there's some fisticuffs and they lob some wooden items at each other that all get crashed and stuff but then for no reason really Mordred decides to transform into his shitty little beetle and Feral finds him as the fox and like bites him gets him in his mouth and bites him and then they chuck Mordred into the the sex dungeon Broke. and he's immediately tangled up and caught in them as well yeah but before that happens he's able to like kind of pull on the tongue of a dragon like a gargoyle, statue, like thing. A gargoyle yeah. thing and these alarms and bells start to sound did the I like Mordred, we mentioned this before, Darkstorm's castle is well equipped. Like emergency stuff, like well, it is very well so built. As soon as this goes off, he figures out that Dark, like Leoric, must be uh, escaping, and he says, "Well, there's only two ways out of the dungeon. I can seal one right now." And he pulls leather, and the the sewer. Not only that, that he he comes across a picture, pushes the picture around that reveals like a stack of leather. Yeah, things, right? <laughs> and, and what it does is it like the sewer that. Feral came up through. It just fills it with rubble. Yes, <laughs> it's just boulders like, all from yeah. up on high, basically. Um, like, Feral's like, like we need to get thing, the fuck right? out of here. Like, there's only one door left. We've got to go. Right? How they and escape is amazing. It's so good. Leoric's like, no, no, we're not leaving. I need to get my totem and my staff before we go. Why seated? Yeah, why exactly? So the Dark Lords are kind of running about to see what the bell is, but they figure out it's an escape attempt, and they. This is when the lever ha- thing happens, basically. And they run past some hanging tapestry. Yeah. Basically, all of the Darkling Lords just full pelt towards the dungeon, run past this tapestry, which obviously behind which is Leoric and Feral. And the Darkling Lords get to the dungeon, but it's like dark and Mordred is hung up. And that is at this point, the Darkstorm's like, wait, fuck it. Go and kill Leoric, Sindar. Bash yeah. his head in. <laughs> and just as Sindar's like winding up a shot, uh, Mordred simps out and like, <laughs> no, it's me, Dark Darkstorm, please. <laughs> <laughs> and they figure out that they've been duped and that their uh, Lyric and Feral must be somewhere else in the castle. 
So they kind of split up to go search. <laughs> and basically, Darkstorm comes across Kravex basically just slashing <laughs> tapestries and wall hanging. Yeah. <laughs> What he does, he smashes like a glasses case, like a cabinet full of like crockery and things. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making sure they're not hiding in here. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, don't do it, don't do it so enthusiastically. Yeah. Or something. The next like, thing is like, I can't remember if it comes up next or a little bit later. But you you see uh, Sindar smashing about these armor like. Darkstorm comes yeah, in and bemoans his antique armor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? He's like, can't is, be he, does actually, he does actually like say at some point, this is my home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Darkstorm's amazing in, this, in the yeah. second half of this episode. He basically <laughs> built, an, uh, built an elaborate stately home with secret passages and doorways and kitted out with antiques and they're just running around yeah. staring at <laughs> And Grievex is doing it with such glee. Yeah. There's a point so happy. I think he's off screen, but you just hear the smashing and smashing and him being like, yeah. well, they're not here. <laughs> oh, not here, not here. So, it, yeah, it turns out that Leoric and um, Feral are standing outside the third floor window, basically yeah. hanging on the side of the castle, looking down they at do, like, the courtyard. They do the dumbest and shit. They really do. Like, <laughs> at some point, again, Leoric says something along the lines of, it isn't the drop, it's the landing that kills you. <laughs> and then they just itch themselves Not off. only that, Leoric dives head first. He really does. Yeah. He just plummets. No cord, no cord attached. He just <laughs> plain dives out. And they basically thump down and land on the dagger assault, like sprawled out on some of the seats. And Recon is out there and he hears them land. <laughs> he just turns around and like, this is some dumb fuck shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is when Feral shoots him with his barbecue yeah. prongs. Just, just like zaps him at this point I'm like what the fuck no one else has shooty weapons like all the other guys just have like melee I don't know stuff, if it's meant but... to be some kind of taser <laughs> oh it does yeah, yeah it has a shape like it I guess like it has a point where it almost yeah. meets techno taser yeah yeah <laughs> The techno taser <laughs> that makes it sound much better than yeah. it's really not it really I, I, of all the weapons I've seen them use it's the last one I would pick I reckon until it shoots I guess yeah <laughs> so Feral figures out that he his magic works on the dagger assault as mm. well as their own vehicles, so he manages to power it up. Leoric gets in the magic trunk and starts to get infused with power again. Uh, this is where it cuts to Sindar smashing armor, but it's taking a while for the totem to charge, basically. Yeah. So Darkstorm comes into Sindar and he's like, do you know how you can tell they're not in the armor? By looking in it! He <laughs> <laughs> just opens the, the yeah. faceplate. Yeah. Sindar's the, like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> Sindar. Amazing. <laughs> She's so just bashing around. <laughs> Sindar, ah. Uh, it's, it's hard to rank who favourites are. Yeah, I mean, Kravex for me is just top tier. Oh yeah, definitely. So Leoric tells Feral that he's got to stall the Darkling Lords. So Feral goes into the castle and just stands like idly in a corridor as all the Darkling Lords like round a corner and try, starts trying to blag the uh, Darkling Lords. I haven't actually written down what he says. or what Come he right, doesn't do? really say oh, much. He, oh, he's he has like, um... oh, Lyric told me to keep you busy. He'll be here in a while. Yeah. I think I can handle you all. Because he's something. been having a bit of a crisis of confidence up to this point, hasn't he? He just keeps telling the Auric, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not you, basically. Like, when, I'll never be good at this shit. When Leoric tells him to buy time, Feral, I noted Feral's response because Leoric says, go and buy time. And Feral just goes, I don't know. That's his report. It's done very well. Yeah, he big balls them in, and yeah. he, it pisses off Lexor to the extent that he encourages Sindar to use the Staff of Destruction, <laughs> yeah. despite the fact they are in incredibly confined corridor spaces. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so <laughs> so the Destruction Beast comes out. Darkstorm's like, no, I didn't order this. Like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like tearing and, and this, about. 
Yeah, the beast, like, it's knocking down retaining walls yeah, and structural just, support. Like, just going to the feeling really bad for Darkstorm. It's an impromptu remodeling of its changing rooms yes. for Darkstorm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Feral Fox is out and he's making the beast, like, stab various things. And yeah. then at some point, Lyric arrives in lion form, jumps on the beast's back, and again, it's just flailing around, destroying shit. Like, oh, just everything going around. I did like the ambient noise of the Darkling Lords at this point because they're just rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> and eventually, rabble meets rubble, and yeah. <laughs> Lexor uses his like mortal shell thing, the invulnerability totem staff, to save the Darkling Lords from all this falling rubble as the castle comes down around them. Lyric and Feral get back out to the Dagger Assault and basically ram it through the main gate of the castle but it goes straight into the moat <laughs> just like feral not drive <laughs> exactly he's just gonna ramming shit yeah. and then i think lyric trying to pay him some lip service because they basically use the the launcher thing to make a bridge between mm-hmm. where they are and the actual exit because they're gonna halfway across the moat and, and lyric's like oh well done for thinking about this it's like that's not it's didn't not think about science. this yeah like, you basically used a ladder to get across a gap yeah <laughs> well done and they make it to the captain chariot and Lyric weirdly at this point acts as though he hasn't seen it in ages despite the fact it's probably been a day or two since yeah it a happened. day he's well, like oh he, i never was... thought i'd drive in this again he's <laughs> <laughs> like what like oh and then when they start driving uh, when he starts flying around it's like oh this is just like old times <laughs> yesterday <laughs> it's like what is going on like, well we know I, think, I, I weird time I, perception thing going on. i think it's their perception of time <laughs> is, is the problem that like they call it the age of magic despite the fact it's been like five years you know what I mean? Because yeah. they just cannot handle it. But I think time. we also Old, know that relative. the Auric doesn't necessarily pay attention to or care if Feral uh, is around in the capture chariot well, at all. So he might not have seen it for weeks because he just, just doesn't give a shit. I've just been thinking about this as well. There's no science, which probably means there's no clocks. Oh my god, <laughs> time is actually a, a mm-hmm. scientific measure. <laughs> yes. So so we we coming like wrapping up into basically what the moral message of the story is, because Feral and Lyric have like this heart to heart. They about, go camping. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pharaoh's like, I'm not brave. I'm not a hero like you, uh, or I'm not quick like Witter Quick or whatever like that. Yeah. And Lyric's like, well, you've got a sweet ride, and that's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, effectively. That's not exactly what he says, but that <laughs> is the message he's getting across. Like your car. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you're not like Witter Quick. You're not like me. You're not like Ar- Archon or whatever. You're you've got a sweet car. You can turn vehicles on, and then they ride off in the sunset together. Well, they burn breakfast. <laughs> They do buy breakfast first. Yeah, <laughs> They're exactly. like, oh, well, you saved me. Uh, like, Leroy's like, well, you saved me. And then the breakfast, I like, well, neither of us could save breakfast. <laughs> then at the end, he's like, look, Feral, we're both shit at cooking, though. Uh, but right? right at the end, they like, they both, they both turn to you like, friend, friend. And my final exactly. note says, friend, friend. <laughs> No, but it, it's friend user. Yeah. It's like, the, the, like, we've gone from don't do slavery kids to make sure you're friends with the cool kids that have got all the nice toys. Mm. Yeah. Like, what is going on? The Oryx's a bad leader. He's, yes. he's a dodgy human being. Darkstorm is not you a can, good person, but I think arguably he's a better leader. You can tell that Leoric was a politician in a f- former <laughs> life, right? <laughs> he just yeah. oozes smarm. I felt that uh, which, this is probably is the weakest the... episode of the three. Yeah, uh, 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 I still honest. really like, liked it, it though. It, it involved my probably my least favorite, two least favorite of the visionaries. Yeah. not yeah. enough of the the destruction and stuff was funny and stuff, but you know, if I had to pick out of the three, this is definitely not the strongest one. No, I mean, I lo- so and the moral message is fucked. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, we come on to episode six, Lion Hunt. 
which is a very Leoric centric episode. And oh my God, I'm talking about the smarm and the sleaze of Leoric. Oh, it's on full display in this episode. So we we actually open up on Darkstorm and the, the Darkling Lords at Merklin's place, wanting to get their power staffs recharged. And Merklin's like, well, time for you to saddle up and go on another quest for me. And they're like, no, none of this bullshit. We'll go and get our magic somewhere else. And it's totally just, fair. If it's if it's one quest per ch- staff recharge... Mm. That that is, is, well, we don't know how many times eventually. they've had recharged in the interim because we've had like two more episodes where they've been using yeah, their power staffs and they've probably been recharged for free. So it's about time for a quest, I think. Dark Souls, so yeah, Dark Souls like, no, I'm done with this. So we then smash cut to Darkstorm and Mordred in this cave with who they say, oh, we've come in search of this. This old woman's like, who ye be? I'm old crony, crony, crone, crone. And she's Darkstorm's like, I'm in search of the Enchantress Heskador. And she's like, which more like it? <laughs> um, and then Darkstorm says, well, the these ancient texts, uh, like, she's, why did you come to me? It's like, the ancient texts tell of uh, uh, this, this, this witch or magic user, Heskador, having the most powerful spells, and he needs ones for re- revenge on the Auric. And oh, my he- God. Darkstorm is, was an antiques dealer. In real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got ancient texts and his house is full of old... Yeah. That makes sense. It tracks. He's got the look of an antiques dealer about him as well. He does. Such a lot of toys. You could see Darkstorm He's a good orator, you know, like Dark, uh, Dark, an auctioneer. Yeah. Darkstorm on Antiques Roadshow, I would watch. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> so, Darkstorm and Heskador are... We could ba- yeah, we basically cut to Darkstorm and Heskador like Mordred to sleep and they're pouring over spell books and she's like listing out spells and he's like no tried it no tried it <laughs> and then Heskador's like well this Leoric sounds too good to be true but that might be his undoing I'm like it has no bearing on the, no, the spell that she projects and she pulls out this spell and she's like I've got this spell you say he's a spectral knight I've got a spell designed for spectral knights to keep them trapped in their animal totem form and he's like, well, I was hoping for something a bit more devastating. And she's like, it'll be devastating enough. You just have the cur- need to have the courage to get there. And he's like, how dare you question my courage, old hag? And she's like, I don't question your courage, merely your wisdom. Like, no, you question, you question his, courage. his courage. Also, pause <laughs> here. So she's found this spell that keeps spectral knights in their animal totem form in an ancient book, which, I mean, either she's just lying to him to, to sell this spell to him, or... It's implied that spectral knights have been right. a thing in this world before, I've, even though they chose yeah, that name she, themselves. And also, she says it's night uh, when he's talking about the ancient text. She says it's nice to be remembered from ten millennia ago. Wait, I don't yeah. have a so these books with are that. ancient. She's ancient. Yeah. I've I've developed a fan theory in the last ten minutes. Basically, <laughs> we discussed this really briefly yeah. before yeah. recording. And basically, Darkstorm is an antique dealer. But Leoric is a lecherous history teacher who's also read lots of lore and books. And he's read about the Spectral Knights, which is why in the first one, he's like, we should form the Spectral Knights. Mm. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. massive. Like he's like a super history nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely, I, I don't have a problem with the idea that there has always been magic in this world, but it just mm. hasn't always been prevalent or understood or known widely. And I don't even have a problem with the idea that there might have been Spe- the spectral lights might have been a thing in the past, but there's n- like the Lightning League, they weren't the original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we don't have any law that tells us that unless we infer it ourselves by saying, like, oh, Leoric must have heard this term before and been like, are hey, we, that's. Are we, gonna, are we going to come across some spectral lights just running battle simulations <laughs> repeatedly at some point? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so do you have a problem with Naomi then? You're like, I don't have a problem with this or this. <laughs> well, no, because I, you you kind of raised it, Nero kind of raised it as a point of like, this is ridiculous that she's 10 millennia old and that there's all these old spells and things. Mm. I don't have a problem with those things. Like I, I, I no. see a way you build those into the history of this mm. world, but we're kind of having to pull it out for ourselves, yeah. right? Rather than I have, like that though. I don't, yeah, yeah, it's fine, but it's kind of annoying that there's no confirmation in the show either. That like, yes, Space there have been spectral theories. nights before. Well, they only got 13 episodes in. Who knows what the plot long-term plans yeah, were. Maybe. But yeah, so she's found this spell. Oh, also, when she's questioning his courage, she's throwing balls of light at him, just randomly antagonizing. But the the, the upshot of this spell is he has to kind of coat Leoric in it while he this potion while he's in his animal form. And if it's the spell is not broken by the time the three suns set, he will be stuck in his animal totem form forever. We then cut to Mordred simping on the way back to the castle with Darkstorm. Darkstorm then say, they're they kind of pl- plotting and planning, and Darkstorm says, Leoric is too small, too smart to fall for a trap set by him. It's like, don't downplay <laughs> yourself, then, man. But then he, then sets he a trap. immediately sets a trap. <laughs> it works. Well, he said, he said, but maybe but by trap. someone else, but it is his trap. <laughs> and then, so we then cut to like some village in the wilderness and a father and daughter coming home, eye patch and daughter. She um, must have gotten all of her mum's genetics. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and as they're coming to their home, they touch this like totem or this, the, what is it called? What do they say? Sigil. A sigil. And it's like, they touch this sigil. And I can't remember what it is they say. It's basically a little kind of folk. Folk yeah, rhyme like ward. Magic yeah. Ward or yeah. I, but they, as they lock the door behind them, the daughter's like, I hate this age of magic. Magic is evil, but they're safe at home. <laughs> After they touch their magic the, 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 the brother dad's like, no, it's it's fine. We're safe at home. Cute giant beast <laughs> boar thing just comes barreling over the hills and just crashes through every building in the in the village. It looks it looks a lot like the beast from that book, the kids book, the, the Gruffalo. Is it the Gruffalo? Yes. It's like yeah, the yeah, Gruffalo, yeah, yeah. It does, but it's definitely. permanently on all fours. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's clearly a vehicle driving <laughs> to anyone yeah. that knows. And uh, yeah, so this just barrels through town, knocks everything over, and then just careens off the hill. <laughs> it just made me die. My note actually says ruffle at this point. Um, yeah. we, <laughs> we then, uh, the next thing we see is that this beast pull up. <laughs> and park for <laughs> and like more like I think Mordred pushes the head off and comes out it's like oh what an amazing plan Darkstorm and <laughs> Recon's actually shocked that Darkstorm thought of this he's like wow this is actually pretty good for you a lot of effort went into this production yeah. it, looked, like, did, it looks realistically like did a they piece. did they have this thing knocking around or did they knock this up in a night like no it, fit, <laughs> it fits exactly around the dagger assault as well yeah like <laughs> they've got some really good seamstresses at Darkstorm's castle but yeah Mordred simps and then the <laughs> I put I, it was supposed to be peasants but it's auto-corrected to pedants <laughs> either what <laughs> either or works pedantic spell checker <laughs> yeah so the pe- the peasants are there bitching like, they're sat around they're sat around in their rubble pit now <laughs> do you must do you must have made note all of the peasant women are hot as hot fuck busty, yeah, yeah. busty chicks <laughs> yeah. like all of them but they sat around the campfire and they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do? What was does?" And the the eye patch's daughter decides, "We'll go Fletchen. and talk to." Sorry, her name is Fletcher. Eye patch's daughter. Mm. <laughs> he says, "We'll go and talk to the knights of New Valaric. They fight for honor. They'll they'll they might help us." And they go and talk to Leoric. And so eye patch 
reports to Leoric everything that happened. And Leoric and Arzon uh, are not sure about this. They're a bit like, hmm, well, maybe not. And then the hot daughter of Eyepatch pipes up and Leoric immediately releases his inner Magnum P.I. and swoons up to him. He takes like, her hand and he's, he's all like, like don't oh. worry, old peasant lady. I'll, yeah, I'll he's like, you're such a charming lady. Mm. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll saddle up my horse and ride out with you. At some point in this conversation, the old guy's like, oh, evil magic and stuff. And Arzon's like, well, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Leoric agrees to ride out alone on horseback and into Darkstorm's trap. Idiot. I just want to yeah, reiterate, this is definitely Darkstorm's yes. trap. Yes, yeah. This is not and it a works trap set by somebody Amazingly else. well. And yeah, Eyepatch's yeah. daughter is fully into the Tom Selleck moustache. Mm. She digs on the moustache. Leoric heads out on horseback to investigate and he finds the head of the beast. And he's like, hmm, this isn't real. And immediately the Darkling Lords all attack and jump on him. And this again, this goes to show you how kind of disorganized and not that great the Darkling Lords are. Because for a while, Leoric holds his own against <laughs> all of wailing them. on yeah. them. Yeah. He's like whipping a couple of them, punching a few, like And then Leoric eventually to to maintain the upper hand turns into his lion form and Darkstone just hiding around the corner. Because they're in like they're basically in Stonehenge. This yeah, fight is yeah, taking yeah, place in Stonehenge. Is a monolith at any point? Yeah, they yeah, do. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of slabs of rock. And, uh, <laughs> and Darkstorm's hiding behind one of them. And as Leoric runs past in his totem form, Darkstorm just throws this potion over him and it turns him red, which is to signify that something's different, I guess. Red, bad, danger, danger. They're like, oh, does this mean he can't change back? And they're like, well, let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. As he rides back towards the peasants, they're all like, oh my god, it's 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 another magical beast. What are we going to do? So they've never seen a lion before. Even though, which, even though there are 500 types of lions. All native to the other parts of Prismos. Yeah. And the natural reaction of people when you see something you don't know or like is throw rocks and sticks. Yes. Well, oh, the, did they throw a rock? They go to, they actually push over one of the Stonehenge slabs. Yeah. And it, and this is where we get the ad break because before the fade. It looks like it hits him. It yeah. looks like it hits him. Then as we come back from the fade, we see Leoric just gets out from underneath in time. From this point on in the in my notes, I've, I've referred to him as Lionoric. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Darkstorm arrives. Eyepatch's daughter is like, what happened to Leoric? And Darkstorm's like, he was eaten by the monster. He must that that monster ate him. And <laughs> Darkstorm's got a mission. He wants everyone to swear fealty to him. Yes, he does. But he is super charming. Yeah. yeah. He does it well. He offers something. Like, yeah, he's so saying he, like he'll trade loyalty for victory. Yeah, and beast, protection you know? as well. He's like, yeah. I'll protect you and I'll I'll lead you and help you hunt this. But he knows how uh, to strike a bargain, which is another this tick is, in the anti-dealer box. Yeah. This is where we do find out her name is Fletchin, which is a weird one because you'd think there'd be something to do with arrows in this mm. episode, mm. but there really is nothing to do with arrows. Yeah, so the the, the, the peasants basically agree to, to side with Darkstorm and have him help them hunt that thing down. And uh, <laughs> they're about to set out. Eyepatch's daughter is sad. <laughs> Fletchin. Come on, damn it. Fletchin. She's Eyepatch's daughter. It's in my notes now. <laughs> But yeah, she's sad. And Eyepatch turns to her and says, you should go home to their <laughs> rubble pit. Yeah, their rubble pit. <laughs> go house. home and rebuild it. <laughs> but uh, she, says the, she says that the other spectral knights must be told that Leoric is dead. So she goes to tell them. And when she tells them, they all just stand there going, dead? 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 dead. 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 <laughs> 
Is it Cryotech who says it in a really sinister... He's like, dead. Yeah, one at a time, they dead. all just say dead until Cryotech, and he's just like, dead. I thought he was a bit more on B. He was like, dead? Oh, <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> and this is why I was pointing out. Cryotech is the Ultra Magnus of the Spectral Knights. Hmm? Yes, definitely. He's my favourite, actually, out of yeah. the Spectral Knights. Like, he's probably the best that. one. I like Pessimist Ektar. <laughs> yeah, and they do. They do their like they they make an oath, basically, don't they, to go slay the beast? And they yeah. do their may the light shine, shine forever. forever. I love it. We then cut back to the Darkling Lords leading the peasants in a trail behind the dagger assault, and uh, <laughs> like recon stalking a little bit of shit in them. And all of a sudden, they hear a roar from uh, behind them, and Le- uh, Lexor sends. <laughs> iPad's daughter to go and check out the monolith. This is where we, it's first referred to as the monolith. And she says, what if the beast is there? And Lexor goes, just shout and I will personally send someone to help you. And it's, like, it's so good. It's just keeping on brand with Lexor being a fucking abject coward. Lexor is the rimmer. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so the uh, iPatch's daughter heads to the monoliths and she gets accosted by Leoric in animal form. And she's, she's still lecherous yeah, in just, animal form. I have to say, well, the, for, the way he behaves here, there is no reason for him to behave the way he's he a does, sex pest. except to be a dick to yeah. this woman. Because he, he approaches her, he's in his lion form. She's growling. very obviously terrified. He's being very aggressive and he backs her up against a slab, rears up on his hind legs. And, uh, she says, I hope you get indigestion. <laughs> he kind of puts his, he's got his claws out he's in her face and then he scratches oh, his name that, into yeah. the wall it's that classic club position of yeah. like hey baby where yeah. you put your hand against the wall so they can't get out in a corner oh. i will say as soon as she realizes it's leoric she looks at that lion very differently she's really into it she's like hmm bestiality is on the bestiality might be on the before yeah <laughs> But yeah, he carves, <laughs> as a lion, he yeah. carves his name yeah. into the... Into the lead oh, onto that. He's so outwardly the aggressive lion. and terrifying. And the, there's no yeah. reason I just thought the lion is Leoric's persona. Lionoric, that's what that's, I'm saying. That is basically what their totems are, isn't it? Well, I, I don't know if it, like a... I mean, all the spectral knights apart from Galadria are personas, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Mm. A dolphin persona. Aquasona? Maybe. What, what what are those people that believe that you know the people that other, I hate? Otherkin. Otherkin, yeah. The spectral knights are all otherkin. <laughs> the otherkin are people who it's it's furries, but it's not just furries. Like some otherkin believe that they are fictional characters or angels. Oh, like Unicorns. You get like oh, planetkin. Yeah. And, yeah. And they Planet. are planetkin. Yeah. Yeah. They are a oh. subculture of people that can fuck off. Wow. <laughs> just, yeah, I can't it, really expand on that. To be yeah, I'm sorry, you're just alienated. You just alienated fifty percent of our audience. It's fine. They've all stopped doing it now, and they've started pretending they have a dissociative identity disorder on TikTok. We've we've moved on. Oh right, oh, okay, lovely. okay. Anyway, nice. so she's twigged that this is Leoric, and she just thinks that she she doesn't know about his totem power, but she just thinks he's been bewitched. Because mm. uh, magic is evil. That's a pretty yeah, close guess. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely. not wrong either. To be fair. Yeah. I did make a, a sight. So Leoric then is roaring and he attracts the attention of all the peasants again. Why uh, is he roaring? I don't know. He's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> That's what I mean. There is no reason for any of his behavior. He just, scratched, he just wrote down something in yeah. up to silence. He can he communicate. He's yeah. on these giant <laughs> rock slabs. So Eyepatch uh, is then saying that it's behind them and Darkstorm tells them to go and creep up on it, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> and I did make a side note here. Because it made me think of the Mitchell and Webb look skit. Um, skit. The dagger assault has a skull carved into the side of it. 
Yeah, they, yeah. And I'm like, it. oh, interesting. You know, like the SS uniform is like, are we the bad guys? <laughs> uh, but it's like a really weird, it's got like a real big, it's like, yeah. It's jaws. facing sideways. Yeah, and it's yeah. jaws yeah. like out here. Yeah. Mind where you move your chair. Okay. I've got a cat behind me, I'm guessing. Down by the side, but your chair foot is just very close to him. Okay. So the daughter chick is currently sat next to Leoric on, on the grass, and the peasants just storm in and start attacking. And the chick's just, like, she's trying to say, no, it's Leoric, it's Leoric. And they're all like, oh, she's been bewitched. <laughs> just get her out of the way. Uh, but at one point before they go in, Dark, like, Darkstorm saying, oh, they're like, oh, we need to save my daughter. What if my daughter's got her? And Darkstorm's like, don't worry, we'll save her. And then he whispers to like, Recon, don't try and save her too hard. I don't need any witnesses against me. <laughs> Which is basically like, kill her. <laughs> yeah. She dies, she dies. <laughs> and if she doesn't die, our old her. friend, the canyon. Yes. <laughs> so they chase Leoric in Dagger Assault. And Leoric has his... Um, what I term his Mufasa moment. Oh my god, it's terrifying how close our notes are sometimes. Really? Like I've li- yeah, he ha- I've literally written Dio Chase Lion Oric and he has a Mufasa moment. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to ca- ca- uh, climb, climb up, up a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's trying to scrabble his way up this cliff and they're, they're closing in. On, they, they catapult a boulder at him off Dagger yeah. Assault, the same catapult that launched Mordred up onto the rampart. And uh, he just manages to get up as the, the boulder hits him. At which point, <laughs> fucking Recon just drives the Dagger Assault <laughs> headfirst into the side of the cliff. A triangle of all the shapes that couldn't get up a curved shape, a triangle. It's so bad. I know. Dark Souls like, we're going to have to drive around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I fucking, I love this episode so much. Yeah. This vertical surface is too steep to drive up. (laughs) It's like Recon's just there just revving the engine into it. So I I only just realised this, but ironically, this is when Lionoric does actually get caught by a trap set by somebody else. Yes. Because the spectral lights, we then come to them and they've been out (coughs) digging pits and filling it with spikes and sacks. So they've they've dug pit traps everywhere with (laughs) sacks in them. (laughs) Oh, this is where I noticed so much for your hot streak of guys being able to deal with cliffs, bad guys being able to deal with cliffs. (laughs) It's gone out the window now. (laughs) Back to monster mind logic. But yeah, they've they've set up pit traps and... They hear Leoric fall into one, and they just go and pull it out, and he's covered in a sack. And it's Cryotech and another one. Who's LC? I don't know. Witterquicks with him. Yeah, so I and think it's Cry- on. Yeah, so I don't know. That must be a typo. Cryotech's there, and he's got his like cat and nine tails with like heavy balls on the end, kind of thing, whip thing out. And he's like, "We will avenge Leoric's death." And I'm like, he "By, even check by what's beating." In the sack. An animal to death he in a sack. Animal he doesn't know it's the right animal. Yeah, he's just, like, just no. like, fuck it, let's yeah. go. <laughs> and the, the daughter chick arrives just in time to stop. Uh, <laughs> they, cut, they do cut to her. She doesn't just arrive. She runs like, I'm really, like, I don't want to say because it sounds so sexist, but she runs like such a girl. They actually animate some footage of her running. And it's like, the, if you can in your head imagine girl run or like min- a mincing run, that's yeah. what she does to get to the scene. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's got to be hard to run in that buxom dress. She's probably falling out everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's not, if, if you're big She's chested, running is not good. No, yeah. yeah, that's so fair. They went with the age of science. All you can have is corsetry or nothing. <laughs> she went for nothing. 
Correct move. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, she arrives and just stops Cryotech from clubbing Lurik to death. Like, he just moves at the last second and, like, hits a rock next to it. And they <laughs> they release Lurik. And uh, then they kind of tell her that they are magic users as well. And she freak immediately starts freaking out and calls them all evil. And Cryotech responds that they are not so stupid and superstitious peasants who lash out at anything they don't understand. <laughs> and I put in brackets, or unknown animals intact. Yeah, it's like you were literally just about, about, about to do, do that, what you said you don't do. Also, <laughs> hypocritical bastards. Well, yeah. We're not superstitious peasants like <laughs> you, peasant. Um, the peasant who doesn't understand magic then has to explain to the Spectrum Lights that Leoric <laughs> can't change back. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why aren't you changing back, Leoric? What the fuck? Stop being a dick. <laughs> why are you red? <laughs> then Ektar correctly assumes that it must be the work of the Darkling Lords. So, I don't know how they figure it out. Oh, that's it. They, they, this yeah, they, 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 the, yeah. they use the, exactly. the, the, the staff of knowledge to find a cure. <laughs> Which unsolicited tells them, did you know there are, only five, there are f over 500 species of lion? I put a note here saying that the bearer of knowledge is just trying to send Arzon down Wikipedia rabbit holes. No, I love that <laughs> what this implies is that every time Arzon summons him, they just have a little chat and, and the bearer of knowledge tells him things he might not have known like before. Like a free, a free fact. You get yeah. sage, sage of wisdom that does fuck all but tell you useless shit. This guy is giving you extra facts. It's yeah. that bot on Reddit that tells you animal facts. I love, I love your text, Nero, uh, the other week was, uh, you described him as D Disco Dr. Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> was, I was watching it, it just yeah. hit me. It was like, he is Disco Dr. Manhattan. Roller Disco, definitely. Yeah. All the way. So he tells them, he does tell them about the cure and about Heskador and mm. where she is and everything. So Wittekwick is immediately like, well, yeah, the, the, the staff info dumps. Wittekwick's like, I can get there. So he uses his power staff to fucking leg it hundreds of miles to her. It's like seven leagues past something mm -hmm. yeah. or something, you know, which is quite a long way, I think. Yeah. So. And uh, <laughs> she, he gets there and the witch, uh, <laughs> he he gets to the witch's cave and Heskador's like, oh, who the fuck are you? And he's like, hey, don't get uppity with me, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how it goes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does tell her to not be up and not get up at They are immediately <laughs> aggro against yeah. each other, aren't they? She's all happy her potion works. Yeah. And he's like, give me, give me the antidote. Bitch. Uh, she's, she's like, no, I can't give you an antidote because Yelp reviews. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> People knew my magic could be turned around. They wouldn't come yeah. there anymore. <laughs> there hasn't been anyone there for 10 million fucking 10 millennia. Women. Yeah. Like, so Wittekwick then proceeds to assault an old woman. He does. He's like doing flips and shit all around her house. But yeah, he then threatens and assaults an old woman, so he, she makes the antidote for him. Um, but then she goads him, saying, "How you use your power staff, and it only has one use. So how are you going to get back?" And he immediately just transforms into his cheetah form and legs it off and leaves his power staff behind. Yeah, there's yep. no sign of the power staff again. <laughs> no. What I find weird as well, he grabs the potion, he throws, throws it, it out the window, then turns in cheetah form, but he can carry things in cheetah form. Like his <laughs> armor disappears, yeah. the power staff. And, and also, he, like, well. he catches it in his mouth. What if he'd have fucked up and broke it? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's unnecessary risk taking there. Meanwhile, the peasants kind of find uh, the spectral knights hanging around Leoric, and they're all like, oh, the spectral knights are evil magic users that are in, like, in league with the beast. And uh, Darkstorm 
then calls what he refers to as his serfs to order. Serfs. <laughs> to their face. Yeah. He's he literally like, like, serfs? Gather around, serfs. <laughs> like, wow. Well, they did pledge loyalty. They, God. they yeah. did pledge fealty to him, so technically he's not totally wrong serfs. in the feudal, <laughs> uh, feudal era. He, they are serfs. Um, and he says, we have a chance for great victory now by killing the beast and the wizards who serve it. There's literally a definition for rabble rousing. And yeah, this is it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he rouses the rabble. Oh, oh, this is where Darkstorm promises to rescue Eyepatch's daughter and then strongly hints to all the Darkling Lords that they should kill her if they see her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this we, is where we also find out magic is a bit fluid now because Whittaquick holds his cheetah form for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in previous episodes, it was established it's quite short, but, you know, he's run he's run really far. Yeah, well, because, I mean, the, we cut back to the, the Spectral Knights standing around kind of panicking because the sun's getting lower and lower, so time is, like, really progressing on because uh, Whittaquick, like, kind of just makes it back in time. Spoiler. But yeah, we do cut to Whittaquick running back, and then we cut back to the Spectral Knights. They're being surrounded by pre- uh, the peasants and the Darkling Lords. Eyepatch's daughter said, "Oh no!" Darkstorm says the Eyepatch's daughter is bewitched, and Lexor kind of sneaks up behind her to gag her. <laughs> but uh, Leoric kind of pounces on him, and he turns into an armadillo and fucks off. <laughs> he gets beachballed away yeah. by Leoric, basically. <laughs> Uh, and Darkstorm immediately orders him back to the fight, <clears throat> which is a reoccurring thing with Lex. So he pusses out and Darkstorm like, back, go. Recon uh, seem, sees Whittaquick approaching in cheetah form and shouts that there is trouble astern. <laughs> I think that's helpful. That is wisdom staff level of useful information. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Eyepatch tries poking Leoric with a spear, but his daughter just tells him off and says that it's Le- that, that is Leoric. Whittaquick then arrives and turns out of his cheetah form and puts the antidote on Leoric and all the people like, <gasps> magic user, no, uh... But as they all turn back and Leoric kind of... Leoric turns back from being a lion into his human form in posing form. (laughs) He's like arms up and just like posing. Power. Yeah. And he immediately starts to like rouse the villagers saying, Darkstorm did all this. He duped you. At which point you hear Verilina just go, oops. (laughs) Which is brilliant. (laughs) And Darkstorm's just like... He immediately just switches, like, calls to the Darkling Lords, like, slay the villagers! Slay them! Slay them! <laughs> Fuck! I love Darkstorm. He didn't even try and argue the point. Like, no, no, they're trying to, trying to bewitch you now. No, just like, slay them. Just slay them. Straight to plan B. Cryotech then uses his... So they're, they're in, the Darkling Lords are in the dagger assault and they're about to attack, and Cryotech uses his power staff, uh, the archer, to shoot the cliff that's still behind the dagger assault. They never went around it in the end. They just gave up. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the explosion off the cliff flips the dagger assault on its side. It's going very monster mind for these guys right now. Does it, does, it, does it capsize the dagger yeah. assault? I was a bit disappointed that it didn't just turn the cliff into glitter. Yeah. Oh, well, like the, 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 the castle. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, the, the, it, everything's going monster mind for the Darkling Lords right now. And uh, the, as the the rabble of peasants are approaching the Darkling Lords, like Darkstorm and Recon, and they're they're pushing the dagger assault back on back on, they are strong because that is not a small vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you know, pyramids good pivot points. There's lots of points. It needs a self writing mechanism, basically. <laughs> it, the, it doesn't the have catapult one. will work. 
But it only goes up and down. It doesn't actually spin around. Ah, uh, they need to modify it. It's they need, shit, they need what they need is the they need is a horizon alignment system. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> I love it. Well, I love they, I love that when they they tip it over and they get away, and you just hear uh, well before Gravex, don't you? But before oh. that, they they tip it over, and then Dark Storm's immediately like slay them, and Rion's like, I'd love to, but the weapon systems are offline, and the Dark Storm's <laughs> like, it. run. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as as they're driving off, you you hear you just hear Cravex going. Well, I guess we're gonna have to do Merklin's quest after all. <laughs> and the Darkstorm was just like, "Shut up!" Another stellar second half performance from Darkstorm, I think. And it's really funny because Chris Latter does the voice of both Cravex and Darkstorm. It's really funny to think that that's just Chris Latter shouting at himself. Like, it amuses me. Darkstorm, unlike Sawboss, doesn't run the minute things aren't going his way. Like, he was still prepared to try and kill people until yeah. he realized it wasn't actually possible. Yeah. And definitely. then he wanted to leave. <laughs> he, he definitely has got a bit more staying power than Sawboss. But we then cut to Leoric and the Spectral Knights who have come back to the, help the villagers rebuild their village. And Eyepatch is apologizing to Leoric. He's like, oh, you're so benevolent. We poked you with sticks and you still came back to help us. And then the daughter comes up and is like, it's not the the magic that's evil. It's the person that uses the magic, and she gets all like red, like a uh, 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 like face, kind of red, yeah, blushy. I love like. it. Magic doesn't kill people. People with magic kill, <laughs> kill people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, they're talking about men. This this end sent main the thing. innuendo. It yeah. made no sense. <laughs> Is it a euphemism? Some, some, like, some people have already started mending bridges. bridges like, like, oh, hey, love, I'm mending a bridge for you. <laughs> <laughs> bend over let me mend your bridge <laughs> what <laughs> but yeah the, the daughter chick is DTF with Leoric totally, didn't you say yeah. later on it's the, she sure comes she back in and she, they are a couple episode. yeah I think it's very easily implied they're an item I'm sure of that she's there's an episode ah. coming up where Leoric is aged by Darkstorm's decay oh my god I remember that and I'm sure youth. she's in it and I'm sure she's like nursing him or something is she gonna be so, queen queen of New Valaric queen Fletchen in summary, we've had slavery is bad, mm-hmm. make friends with people who own things that you want but can't afford, mm-hmm. and don't be so close-minded, you fucking hicks. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> like, those are your three moral messages. Important like, lessons. On the- and mustaches are apparently hot. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was the 80s. The mustache was very much the thing. You know, Freddie Mercury, Tom Selleck, yeah. yeah. Burt Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, it it was the age of the Tash. It was very on brand for the time, really. aggressive sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Leoric is the only one of the Spectral Knights with facial hair, isn't it? Yes. Do you think that's like, denotes his leadership? He's the only one manly enough to grow it? Yeah, that's why I'm the leader. (laughs) 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 Mind you, I think all of the Darkling Lords, apart from Verlina, have facial hair. Maybe she just waxes it. Although it's waxing science. I guess science of beauty anyway it's been like even though you're not a fan of the middle episode I think another stellar three episodes yeah yeah as much as it pains me to admit it it's so much better than Jace Oh my! Like <laughs> it's leagues better. better. Leagues so much is better. going on. Lightning the leagues ahead. The action, the, the, the voice act, like the voice cast it. is so much you better. Heard me yeah. say like the that, voice cast. Sorry, I said it's lightning leagues ahead. 
Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, and the animation quality, like, mm. yeah. the background and the setting animation stuff is all. And even though there were stuff. some dips in background quality, like, the animation around their powers and totems and stuff is always really on and point. Like, I think yeah. the, con- the concept is so much better. I just think that this concept. What do you mean? Is so Evil cool. plants yeah. versus science? <laughs> but magic as well? I mean, I guess like, for me, it's, it's very mixed. It's Jason. more in line with the kind of thing I loved anyway. Yeah. So I. I I just think and there's so much you could have done with this concept. It's yeah, it's no Ulysses. A... It's no Ulysses. No, yeah. Ulysses is very much of a, a, a Ulysses is a paragon of quality in an age where that was not so much a thing. Definitely, yeah. it's so unique. Mixing sci-fi, magic, future, medieval, yeah, stuff. It is, always works. Is, it's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. So that has been another episode of Protein Ramblings. Another three episodes of. I was about to say spectral lights, but another three episodes of Visionaries. 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 Yes, that's the one. And we will be back again next week with yet another three episodes. I'm really excited. Like, even though the note taking is more intense, I'm so excited to watch the episodes every time. Yes, exactly. It's like I'm really looking forward to watching it. So, yes, we're going to be back with that again next week. Hope you guys will come back and enjoy. And until next week, may the the light light shine shine forever. forever. Yeah. I'm not doing it. You just can't bring yourself to say it. <laughs> Is it too white nationalist? You're really going to run over KG. Oh, moving. I can't. Oh, okay. Well, that is us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>